Hello and welcome to another episode of the Geekery Radio Hour. I am, of course, Doug, alongside... I'm Kaylin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird intro, Doug. I know, I know. It's a weird, weird everything. Everything's Oof. weird, Kaylin. This yes. is our second attempt at... This is our third attempt at episode six. Honestly, yes. At least. I'm going to let everyone know. <laughs> At least our third attempt. We had we had previously recorded an episode six, um, like a, a few weeks ago, and we just had to scrap it. It was just, it was a mess. It was just a mess. <laughs> just there was a and few then, things that were happening. Yeah, and then we just had a whole couple minutes that got scrapped because the cat stepped on the computer in a way and ruined. <laughs> So all of our listeners, I just want I just want you guys to know that it's never my fault. My audio is always pristine and nothing (laughs) happens to me. (laughs) I'm talking into like professional recording software through a hub and this thing and that thing. And meanwhile, you're on like a rinky dink headset and you're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense. You know what? No truer words. No truer words have been said, Doug. I am perfect. (laughs) You're right. Um. (sighs) So, as you guys may have noticed, we had um, taken a couple of weeks off. Um, Doug, I don't know if you want to talk about it or um, address it well, right basically, now. Uh, I know some of you who follow our social media accounts, you may have noticed that um, on April 8th, Justin and I lost our father very suddenly. It was a really crazy morning, probably the, one of the worst days of my life. Um, but uh, I'm like still thinking of how I want to talk about this. But <laughs> I mean, um, there really is no right or wrong here. I mean, and like we said before, just talk about it as much or as little as you want. You know? Yeah. Um. Our dad was the best, because <laughs> of course everyone's going to say that about their dad, but he was. He um, was a super, super kind person who would, without a doubt, give you the shirt off his back. And this is just so hard in quarantine times right now all you want to do is be with your loved ones your friends your family i want to sit with everyone that i love and care about and just talk about what a great person my father was yeah and i can't it's insanity i really i really don't understand or can't even fathom like how you guys must feel you know what i mean like i lost my mother at a very young age and it was very sudden but all those feelings on top of not being able to see anyone is just it's almost yeah. it's almost cruel in a way you know it hurts so much mm-hmm. <laughs> like i can only I, i'm just like alone with my th- i mean i have of course my wife elizabeth yeah with me and she's coping too you know and it's 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 a lot and it's hard. Really hard, you know, you said it before in our, our first attempt at the, the podcast, but, mm-hmm. you know, Zoom calls and phone calls can only do so much, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like this, like, I feel like a physical presence 
you know, it, it it's needed. You know what I mean? Like a, a hug yeah. or, you know what I mean? I want to hug my grandmother. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> not like... So, um, I don't know. I'm really just patiently awaiting the lift of all this quarantine stuff so I can, you know... Be around everyone you love. Properly... And- Memorialize. How do I say that? Memorialize. Yeah. So we can properly memorialize him. Yeah. Um. And ready to move on to the next segment. There's like no way to shift. So other than to just shift. Um. Sure. How are you, Kalen? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um. I'm okay. (laughs) I'm. I'm like you know. I'm sure everyone else. Like at the kind of like at my wits end a little bit with being indoors. I'm feeling a little crazy and not to keep it on the dark level, but my depression is crazy right now. Yeah. We're going on like, what is this? Is this week six? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I took like, it took like a mental health day today, which is seems so strange to call out of work when you're working from home. (laughs) But I just like needed to like, not do it today i like mm-hmm. and i don't know oh and then i got my fishing license in the mail yesterday so my dad was like you want to go fishing tomorrow and i was like yep <clears throat> literally anything but work gone fishing gone you, know, you officially <laughs> you really live in south jersey huh? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yep gone fishing <laughs> my dad's like Oh my god, what was he saying? He was like, oh, do you want... Because we went trout fishing. They just stock the... Uh, if anyone knows anything about fishing, probably not. But if you do, they just stock the trout in um, you know, the rivers and whatnot. So we went and tried to catch a couple. My Uncle George caught a few. My dad caught one. One dropped off his hook. I caught a bunch of branches. And... <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never caught a fish. I've been fishing really? a handful of times. And I've never caught a fish. Oh, God. Uh, I have. But. Okay, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of the time that we went crabbing. And I had to cut the bunker for y'all because you wouldn't cut, oh, yeah. <laughs> cut the bunker. No, I'm not doing that. Saw that's, their head off and whatnot. That's, that's where I'm like, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> not a pescatarian. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, it was a good time to get out and of the fucking house and like be outdoors for like yeah a good amount of time and kind of just like bring myself back to reality, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am. I also have been fishing. I know you didn't ask. In in Animal in Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! How, did you catch a fish in Animal Crossing? Yeah, I've catched. I've catched. Kaylin, <laughs> 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 I don't know if you noticed this, but I've only talked to one person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I can't even tell, Doug. I could not tell. I've caught multiple fish in Animal Crossing. Cool. I've caught some crazy fish in Animal Crossing. I won't pull up my stats right now please, because it takes too long. Please don't. But I've caught a lot of different fish in Animal Crossing lately. Very cool, though. Yeah, man. Do they have, like, realistic fish? Like, do you get, like, yes. trout and bass yeah. and whatnot? Yeah, it's 
it's even more specific. Really? Of like, uh, you know, hang on. I am going to pull it up right now. It takes two seconds. But, um, <laughs> I just said it takes two seconds and now I'm like. Uh, Doug, it's longer than two seconds. Count I down. have a bitterling, a pale chub, a crucian carp, oh. a dace, a carp. A killerfish, a pop-eyed goldfish, a goldfish, a koi fish, a crawfish, a snapping turtle, a tadpole. I'm not gonna keep going, but I have a lot of different fish. I can't get cr- I can't get past the fact that you just said you have a pale chub. <laughs> <laughs> Dying. With no irony at all. Oh. Like, I have a pale chub. <laughs> what of it? Uh, abort. Abort. <laughs> So yeah, I've mostly just been playing Animal Crossing. It's like the most serene thing. Just like I'm moving wildflowers and picking weeds and catching fish and catching bugs and zoning out. Oh, God. You know what I did, Doug? What? You know what I did, Doug? You You know what I did, Doug? Sorry. That kind of makes sense for the intro. I downloaded TikTok. Oh, no. And I was kind of parroting that, can I pet that dog? And if you are on TikTok, you definitely know that. (laughs) I am not on TikTok. My niece had me download it, like, months ago before the pandemic, and I haven't really, like, looked at (laughs) it. You know what I mean? Is this what nieces do? Hang on. Because my niece had me download TikTok when we went on vacation in August. Oh, yeah. She's like, Uncle Doug, you need to get on TikTok. And I'm like, what? I, <laughs> She's like, for the store. I said, I'm like, I don't think TikTok has anything for me. Well, you never know. There's like bands and stuff on it and like celebrities. So like, why not the Geekery if you wanted to? Yeah, I guess. We have one. There's nothing on that, We do have one. Same. There's nothing on mine either. I just mindlessly scroll through it every night. Um, I don't know much about it. Like, I went over there uh, and I saw my niece because I have to babysit them every once in a while. And mm-hmm. she was like, um, she's like, let me see your profile. And she's like, you didn't write a, a you know, profile. And I was like, Leah, you act like I'm fucking... Like, I care. Like, what, I'm not going to blow up on TikTok. Niece gave me a hard time for that, too. Yeah. Is that, like, part of it? I guess so. I guess, like, in <laughs> case you do blow up in a good way or a bad way. I don't know. But she, like, did... <laughs> she, she did my profile. in a bad way. <laughs> you could, for sure. Um, But, yeah, like, I don't know. She just wanted me to have it. So then she set up my profile. And then her and her mother made my profile. It was, like... I'm a cool aunt, which I thought was very sweet, but then Kelly got on this tangent about how she thinks my profile should be bread buttered on both sides, and I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? And she was, like, cackling. She found it so fucking funny. She's like, I don't know. She's like, you know, when you like bread buttered on both sides, I'm like, that's chaos. You can't butter bread on both sides. That's, where do you you hold hold it? Yeah. So, I don't know. It was that for a while. Then I changed it secretly because I was like, I don't fucking... I don't know what that means. But yeah, I'm on TikTok and it's a nightmare and also wonderful, but also terrible because it keeps me up for many hours just watching all these stupid same fucking dances. But some of this stuff is really good. Some of it's really bad. Kaylin, I just Googled buttering one's bread on both sides. Oh, gosh. 
It's not good. What is is it? Is it sexual? It means to benefit or profit from two or more separate and often contradictory or incompatible things or sources. Here's an example. The CEO buttered her bread on both sides, secretly investing in oil companies while publicly backing green energy initiatives to gain popular support. Wow. (laughs) So take that for what it is. Take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Call back. Call back. Um, I don't know. I'm sure, to be honest, I love my sister-in-law, but I don't think she was smart enough to know that. (laughs) <laughs> also, there's no chance she's going to listen to this, so. <laughs> Q2, two weeks from now, they're not speaking to me because <laughs> I called her dumb. Um, Just kidding, Kelly, I love you. You're very smart. You're very smart in very certain ways and very good Uh-oh. in certain <laughs> I'm just taking, I'm taking myself deeper here, guys. I got uh, a jack button. I'll here to edit eject button <laughs> from... Oh god. Um well I went over my brother's house, uh, and he lives right up the road. And I think like my sister in law was at work or something. So it's really just the two of us and the kids. And it was so nice out, so we like sat out back and I got stuff to make old fashions. And I got those really good like Morello cherries too. It was like it was a great day. But I wound up drinking a little too much of the bourbon. So when I was leaving their home, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my longboard. I'm going to take my longboard and I'm going to head home. So I head home and I have like <laughs> like a ShopRite reusable bag of like just random stuff I had to take home from their, from their house. And I'm going down this hill in the development. And for a moment, Doug, I felt free. I felt free. I was going down this hill. Everything was great. I was standing like full up. I had my arms up. I was like, "Woo, this is wonderful. It's beautiful out. And then I ate fucking shit so hard. Like so hard. I came down hard on my knee. I rolled my fucking longboard, went flying into this one person's like front yard. I was so injured that I had to like army crawl across the street to my longboard and then I proceeded to just lay on their lawn because I was like injured. <laughs> Bleeding out? Yeah, my my knee was so it still is. It's so fucked. Like I scraped it so much. I like have to rebandage it like every day or you know twice every day or whatever. Uh but yeah, you know I had a good thing going. I was flying down that hill. I was feeling great. And then split second, split second, I got jello legs and I just went down hard. Everything changed. And then I had a hobble home and then Tony was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I murdered myself. I (laughs) (laughs) went down hard. And then the next day I was like somewhat fine. And then two days later, I swear to Christ, I couldn't move. I like... Must have, like, bruised ribs or something, because I, like, when I, like, coughed or if I sneezed or anything, my whole side was killing me. Oh. Yeah. That's the worst. But now I'm okay. I bounce back. So while you're, uh, resting your sore bones. Bones. Well, yeah, bones. I was say that word. Yeah. Bones. Sound like Stephen King. 
<clears throat> Have yeah, you been watching anything good? Uh, quarantine cues. Quarantine cues. Uh, yeah, kind of. I watched um another dating show, Too Hot to Handle. Ugh. Do you want to guess what this one's about? No. You sure? I'm positive. What's this one about? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's on Netflix also, right? It is. It just came out. Uh, It's another dating show. I don't want to talk about it too much because it wasn't as good as, uh, what was it, The Circle? What did I talk about the one time? No, you talked about like Married at First Sight or something like that. No, I definitely didn't watch that. They like couldn't see each other, but I can't remember the name of it. God, how qu- like love it something. Qu- how quickly it fades, honestly. <laughs> I finally finished all of Shit's Creek that's available on Netflix. Hell yeah! And uh, so I was talking to our friend Lauren today, and she said to me, "Who? Our friend Lauren? I, I don't know. So I don't know her. I said I was listening to, I was watching Shit's Creek, and I watched all that they had available. And she goes, "Oh well, why don't you just finish it?" And I was like, "Oh well, because I don't have." that app or whatever like it's not on netflix season six and she's like oh we'll just use your mom's cable password to sign into the pop tv app and i was like oh that doesn't work she goes yeah it does and i was like wait how do you know that my mom's password she goes because i use your mom's password. oh my god of course she <laughs> does i'm like are you kidding me she's like yeah i know your mom's password so i just logged in it our friend who lives in los angeles <sighs> Christ. stealing my mom's passwords to watch TV. I'm like, cool. Good to know. She is something else, that girl. So I just finished the first episode of season six, and I'm excited to finish the rest of it. Oh, shit. Well, now I'm jealous. Can I have your mom's password? Because <laughs> I haven't been able yeah, to watch. ask Lauren. She'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> just thought that was ridiculous. I'm like, why do you know that <laughs> We do all of us have like a fucking tangled web of like passwords and accounts together. Yeah, it's, it's the only way to make it it's work. Crazy. Cable's expensive. Um, I also watched uh, Travel Him. Finally. Oh, the Circus Survive documentary. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, Circus. Is it any good? Uh, yes, yes. It was. Oh, okay. It was good. That was long, Kalen. <laughs> uh. So. I think you'll understand more when you watch it yourself, Um, but it was just, it was, it was very choppy, you know, like going from here, here and that, which I I can completely understand. Like, I I feel like, I feel like as fans, I think we ask a lot, sometimes way too much of a band and especially a band Mm -hmm. with a following like Circa. I feel like their fans are just always hungry for more. And it's like, where do you put the line of like what you actually share? You know? Yeah. So I think they did reveal quite a, quite some interesting stuff. Um, but I, I think they kept it choppy for a reason. I think they, you know, edited it in a way where we don't, we get the gist of what happened, but we don't know the full story, which I don't think we're entitled to. You know what I mean? As much as I want to know everything, because that's just the type of person I am, like, I sympathize with these people. They're actually human beings that, like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if you had to share so much of your lives? You know what I mean? And, like, they want yeah. you to share, like, the most intimate shit. I'd be like, fuck no. My fans would fucking hate me if I had any. <laughs> I'd be like, 
No, I'm not going to tell you. <clears throat> Get on it. Watch it so we can talk about it. So what do you think? Should we throw to our first song? Yeah, sure. Our first song today is a cover by Ben Folds. It's Lost in the Supermarket. I'm all lost in the supermarket. I can't no longer shop happily. I came in here for the special offer. A guaranteed personality. I wasn't born so much as I fell out. Nobody seemed to notice me. We had a hedge back home in the suburbs, over which I never could see. I heard the people who lived on the ceiling scream and fight most scarily. Hearing that noise was my first ever feeling. That's how it's been all around me. I'm all lost in the supermarket. Shop happily. I came in for the special offer, a guaranteed personality. I'm all tuned in, I see all the programs, I save coupons from packets of tea. I've got my giant hit discotheque album, I empty a bottle and feel a bit free. Kicked in the holes and punch in the walls, making noises for company. And that was Lost in the Supermarket by Ben Folds. I always want to say Ben Folds 5, like every time I see his name. And I know that it's not a Ben Folds 5 song, because that was on the soundtrack to that movie, um, Over the Hedge. Oh my god. Did you ever see that? No, I've never seen oh my it. God. It's so good. I. It's very dumb. I'm sure. Is it on like Stork's level dumb? 
Uh, no, it's not as good as Storks. <laughs> we really have an affinity for Storks. I love that movie. It's really um, funny. Yeah, it's not as good as Storks. Uh, Doug, we have a guest this week, right? Yes, we do. Who dat? Um, well, this a couple weeks ago, I sat down and did a Zoom meeting with friend of the shop, John Rafferty. He talked to me about a ton of comic books he's into currently, and a ton of comic books that actually got him into collecting and, um, you know, just being a super fan of comic books. He's read comic books for quite a long time. He um, has read them through all different decades, too. It was a really good chat. Very cool. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Here's that interview now. All right. Today we're doing a remote record with our friend John Rafferty. John, say hello. Hi. Hopefully Welcome this works. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla and I did our first remote the other day, and we're going to record where this will end up tonight. So okay. uh, it's kind of exciting to see how this all goes down. So how are you doing okay. today, John? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, starting to stress out a little bit about all this stuff. Um, family members are starting to, you know, come down with these things. So we'll see what oh, happens. Geez. Um, my mom's old, so I mean I'm old, so my mom's older. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it's how you just dealing. Yeah. It's like the world changes every day a little bit. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Some things change. Some things stay the same. And um, it's just the way of the world. How are you doing? How's I'm doing all right. Hey. Hanging in. Oh, your mom's you know. good? Yeah. Everything's good. Sitting in the house reading books, trying to keep myself crazy. <laughs> trying to keep myself sane. All we do is win. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit about myself. Um, I'm 60 years old. I have done a great deal of different things throughout my life. One point I ran a comic shop. One point I uh, was a teacher. I've been working with financial securities for 30 years at this point. Um, worked on Wall Street for 20 plus years. I've been working in the software industry now for nine, oh, I'm coming on 10 years uh, for those securities. Um, I've had a love of comic books since I was about five years old. And uh, that started 1964, which was a very good year for comic books. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, you know, what else do you want to know? I comic shop I worked in, worked worked in and ran was on Staten Island and New York Lane. It's now known as JHU. Um, but at that point, it was the Fantastic Store. Okay. Uh, so it's um, that was my dream job. You know, that was the job that I wanted to retire from. <laughs> <laughs> At, at minimum wage, I wanted to retire from that at 30. <laughs> Just coast. <laughs> you know? But, so what was your gateway book? What was your, uh, 
your first book when you were, when you were five, like you said? I had a lot of books. You got to remember at that at that point, books were twelve cents a piece. Yeah. My first books that I remember, Tales to Astonish 39, Avengers 4, Jimmy Olsen, I forget uh-huh. the number, um, Lois Lane, Superman, Batman, Green, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. um, The Flash, Carmine Infantino drawing The Flash. After that, it was the Inferior Five, Green Arrow. It was the, the BCB team. I oh, saw yeah. the DCB team. It was anything Marvel, anything I get my hands on. My, mm. my, dad, my dad would take me to the, there were two candy stores that he would take me to. I would take me, myself, my brothers, I'm the oldest of eight. Jeez. At the time, we would, uh, my dad would take myself, my two brothers to the candy store uh-huh. and give us a dollar a piece. My brothers would go in and they'd buy, comp- they'd buy baseball cards and, you know, whatever they wanted to buy in candy. I went to the comic racks, the wire racks, and I would just pull comics out. And um, you get eight comic books and you had four cents less, so you get four pieces of bubble gum or four cents, four <laughs> pieces of penny candy. And... Um, Every week, there was always something new, always something different. And it was, it was fantastic. So my first comic books, like I said, Tales with Stein is 39. That was the first Iron Man. Wow. Captain America, oh, sorry, Avengers number four. That was Captain America being yeah. found in the ice. It's a bunch of crap. No one... You know, these stories did nothing, nothing. Absolute garbage. <laughs> today, you, today, you find them in every dollar box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Carmine. Certain things stuck out to me, like Carmine and Trentino. Um, and you and I have talked about some of this stuff in the past. You know, it, like the, the Flash, the 100-page um, Flash that came out just recently. Yeah, the sixties, the sixties edition that uh, covers that came out, that mm. was done in the style of Carmine Infantino. It was glorious, just all the heads and the nice, the angles and the uh-huh. not quite Gil Kane, but close. That was Carmine. I honestly, I really do love whenever you have like a recommendation of an older story. I feel like you've really found like you mine these little gems that maybe not everybody's talking about. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, there are things that have always stuck out to me and the stories are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Flash of Two Worlds. I had that book. I could tell you stories about comics I had. I could tell you stories about comics that my mother threw out. <laughs> I could tell you stories about walking around with the Overstreet Guide, handing it to my mother and saying, throwing it on the table and saying, you threw that out. You threw that out. (laughs) See what that's worth today? (laughs) Here's what you owe me. (laughs) That was that was college. That was college. That was college for my kids. Yeah. (laughs) What 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 does Avengers Four go for today? I think I think it sold in like a 
it's a six or a seven uh-huh. grading and for like ninety two thousand dollars. Insane. Just recently. Hey, you know. And that's just one of yeah, the books. That's just, like just one. <laughs> and I never went back to try to do old stuff. You know, because uh-huh. you know, I wasn't I wasn't foolish, but I was young. I had books. I went to high school. I had to have I had to have something to read in a full period. So I bought books. Giant Size X Men number one. <laughs> you know all the books: Iron Fist, uh-huh. Cage, um, Daredevil. Again, all characters no one cares about anymore. <laughs> crip. Absolute crip. Dave Cockrum, Chris Claremont, some some idiot. Absolute garbage artist named Frank Miller. Who, who, who <laughs> thinks about these guys anymore? But, you know, I, I happen to like them. Bill Sienkiewicz, The Demon Bear Story. <sighs> can't, you can't go wrong. So, you know, it's, 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 his covers for some like New Mutants issues are just absolutely insane. They're completely, no one was doing anything like that around then. No, he went completely off the reservation. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And he was, a lot of his stuff he was painting. He was the first guy to start painting covers. And then, uh-huh. and then Chaykin started doing it. And when Howie Chaykin started doing it and started doing his angles and doing all these beautiful, really stylized people, then everybody started getting into it. That's when Alex Ross became more popular. Yeah. He was young at the time, but his, his stuff became absolutely phenomenal. But you had Howie Chaykin, you had the, the Kuberts, you had um, Milton Kniff, and you had, you know, yeah, we can go back and talk about the, you know, the shadow and we can talk about um, Steve Canyon and all the newspaper stuff that was coming out and being reprinted in color and fantagraphics and all that. And the Indies, you know, um, well, Mujino with his DNA agents and okay, back to, we go back to, um, what's his name? Oh, Howie Chaykin, American Flag. That was the, the, what was probably the pinnacle of the stylized, not super superhero book. Uh-huh. And then you had Steve Rude come out with Nexus. And then you had the Badger. And then you had um, uh, Jim Valentino come out from Aardvark Van Anaheim with, Carrot, um, with uh, Flaming Carrot and Norman uh-huh. Man. <laughs> you know, all this, it started to get more twisted, but it was a lot more fun. Yeah. It wasn't just superheroes. It was, Normal Man was the only, was a single guy who wasn't, had no superpowers. Mm-hmm. He followed the, he was the anti-Superman, sent to a planet full of people with superpowers. And he walked around in a plaid coat with a bow tie, a white shirt, you know, a little nebbish, uh-huh. but he he was the hero. So a gateway book, they're all gateway books. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all a question, it's all a question what your drug of choice is for the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you uh, into like, right now? 
what's your like most favorite thing right now book wise which i know uh, is like you know pick your favorite kid but <laughs> uh what's my favorite stuff right now i'm liking marvel's x okay That's i am the new liking... alex ross project right a new Alex Ross, Alex Ross, and Alex Ross isn't drawing it; he's writing it. Yeah, which is it's pretty neat. Um, I am liking Middle West a lot. Um, I missed a lot of things because mm -hmm. I got I get in and out. I've gotten in and out a lot. Um, I like um, tarot. Was really pretty. I like the art. Yeah. Alan Davis writing it. I love his writing. When he was writing, um, writing and drawing some of Batman and the Outsiders during the nineties, there's a lot of neat stuff. Really, I think I've really read some of that Batman and the Outsiders from the nineties. Really pretty artwork. Yeah. And you know, if you look back on some of his stuff, he drew. Um, he used to draw some stuff for Alan Moore. That mm -hmm. was some really, really neat stuff. He did some stuff with. Um, in 2000 AD, um, not dread, but like you know, some of the other some of the other strips, it was a lot of fun. Um, I am liking some of the stuff that I'm seeing. You know, I I can't name a lot of titles anymore. It's just like more like, you know, I grab something and it's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Things I'm getting disappointed by. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the same storylines come through again. Yeah, I'm not going to rehash the last one we talked about because you know that one just made me angry. Outlawed. Yeah. Oh, really? A recent, uh, a recent Out release. Yeah, Outlawed is New Warriors. Yeah, because you know what, what's going to happen. So now instead of instead of um, what do you call it, instead of Civil War, we're going to set up Cradle. Okay. Yeah. But it's going to wind up being something along the lines of, of Civil War again. So this is going to yeah. be Civil War three. Come on, there's got to be something new. Like little do. Civil War. Yeah, baby <laughs> Civil War. Yeah, baby Civil Scott, War. Scotty Young should be drawing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it should it should be drawn in in, in chibi style. <laughs> <laughs> So. I guess that is one of the problems with uh, having been around it for so long is that you do start to have that, you have that steel trap memory to a degree and you start to see through things and be like, nah, I've definitely heard of this before. You'd think you'd look into it again before you start writing that story. Yep. It, but it's one thing if you see the same thing again, okay? Uh -huh. But it's blatant. You know, New Warriors, okay, so you've got this character He's a superpower. His superpower is that he sucked in these, this experimental explosive mist and mm. it combined with his body and now he can blow up on contact. But now he's a drug addict too. And the drug that he's taking makes it much more intense. Uh -huh. And one of the heroes makes the mistake of setting him off. And he blows up a city. Actually a town, I should say. Mm -hmm. That sets off everything. That you know, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. So what happens here? We've got 
a young lady who's giving a speech and she's the, the, the speech is being attacked. And now Ms. Marvel is being looked for, but she's being looked for as a criminal. Uh-huh. But by the same token, the character of Kamala Khan is in the hospital. Well, that now, mind you, who in the hero group knows that she's in the hospital? Nobody. Because mm-hmm. if they did, they'd put two and two together and come up with, oops, somebody's got to do something here. Yeah. Well, this is, again, this is what, it's all, it's the same storyline all over again. So it's going to, we're going to go five, six, seven stories. Plus we've got the other stuff, you know, now you've got Miles Morales, who's in the Iron Man role. Uh-huh. Who's like, you know, well, you know, maybe this is a good thing. And now and you've got the Gwen, the, the spider ghost or ghost spider. It's like, no, this is bad. This is wrong. I'm not 18 yet. So I uh-huh. have to go under this and I don't want to answer to you. You're a kid too. So, you know, it basically winds up being little kids. Yeah. But just me. I'm very opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer to find that there are such similar, you know, similarities to that because Civil War also is not that long ago. You know, it's not a right. like, a, oh, oops. You know, also Civil War was like a pretty big storyline, like to replicate exactly. so many points from that just a few years later is a little crazy. Especially since you just saw it again in Captain America and Iron Man, you know, Captain yeah. America and the Avengers. So, you know, yeah. you, you know, you're seeing this, it's like, well, what's, you're going to read this book and you're like, I just saw this. I just, I paid eight, paid $9 to go see this in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was great, but. Yeah. But, but, you know, then you've got the other side of it because you always find that when one side does this, when one company does this, the other company had a similar idea, uh-huh. which usually means that somebody, people are talking back and forth, and they always do. Secret Wars Crisis, perfect example of that. We need, we got to have something big. At the time, just before Crisis came out, Jim Shooter was working for DC, and he left DC and came over to Marvel. But they've got to have this big blockbuster storyline. We have to do something. So they come up and Jim Shooter wrote Secret Wars. But, you know, you had Wolfman and, and Perez who put together this incredible crisis storyline. Secret Wars, okay, it was Secret Wars. And everything kind of, you know, comes out of that. But now you've got Marvel Zombies. I'm, using, I'm just using this as an example because last year, this year, you got Marvel, you got Deceased, this year you've yeah. got now you've got the, the deceased. Then you had then you had um, uh, a good day to die, which was a one shot, which is actually going to wind up being a continuing. There's going to be two more issues of it, I understand. Yeah. And then you've got now this three issue, the unkillables part of deceased. The thing is, you can take the same idea and do something different with it. And make it enjoyable, and that's I think that's all I'm trying to say. 
is so much more that can be done in the comics industry. Uh-huh. You know, and I think that's where the ind- the independents have both shown so well and fallen flat because they weren't supported enough. When first Absolutely comics, not. Yeah. When first comics came about in the eighties and you had American flag and you had um yeah and you had Steve Rude and you had Steve Barron, you know, you had Rude doing Nexus, you had Barron doing um Badger and you had Marshall Rogers doing things like the Foozle, which was just a a, a big nosed bird thing. <laughs> but, you, but you had Dan Day doing Aztec Ace. It's oh, some of these glorious books, and then the in, that independent industry kind of fell away. But mm-hmm. you still have things like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that started out in these eight by eleven black and white books. Yeah. Wound up being picked up by Archie. So Eastman yeah, Lair, the Ninja Turtles have lived a really, really weird life. Yes, yes, they did, and they for the first I think fifteen or sixteen issues. Well, the first issue was self-published by Eastman and Laird. Uh-huh. And they were basically giving them away at creation cons. That's how some of the people that I worked with and myself got copies of it. Uh-huh. And I'd be damned if I can find mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I understand the first printing of that is pretty much priceless. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, the first like first fifteen issues of that was eight by eleven black and whites, and then you mm-hmm. went from that to um, they were they went smaller like the regular comic books, and it was picked up by the Archie Archie publisher, and then you know now it's what I don't know where it is now, but it's been redone and redone and redone, and that was in the eighties. 82, yeah. 83, I think it was. Uh, my Alzheimer's kicking in. I don't remember exactly the exact time. But, so, that being said, I like to ramble. I told you this, Doug. I ramble. <laughs> Stop We me. love it. We love it. Shut me up. <laughs> I, I, you guys may recognize John's name. He is. Uh, he writes a ton of write-ups, reviews that are incredible reads that we've been posting on our Facebook. We're looking to get them on a uh, professional, you know, like a legitimate blog going on our website because he's writing these phenomenal reviews that are like fun and great and they're awesome. And I, I really think that they've turned me on to some books that I maybe wasn't going to read. Or, you know, like... I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. They're almost more, they're as enjoyable to read as the book. I'll read the book and then I'll be like, hey, you know, like it's, it's very, they read very conversationally. I really enjoy that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Cause I'm, that's what I'm trying for. I don't want to, I try not to give away too much about the book. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan first, right? I'm not trying to, I'm not a critic. Uh-huh. If I don't like something, I'm going to tell you I don't like it, but I'm going to tell you the reason I don't like it. Yeah. An example of that is Flash 752, where I just didn't, I thought that they fell down on the story. They had a uh-huh. great set of the first two issues, and they just, you know, kind of tripped. I'm hoping that what they've set up uh-huh. for the next, maybe next issue, the next two issues, I hope the payoff is a lot better than what the mid the midpoint was. And maybe, you know, that's what they wanted to do. They just wanted to give you time to sit back and relax and, you know, 
digest everything. Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll see. We will if, see. <laughs> as soon as they restart. <laughs> if, if 7th 53 ever comes out? Yeah, hopefully they will keep their momentum when they come back and it won't feel clunky, you know, like that we've been on a pause now for, I guess, about three weeks. I, I'm hoping that what's happening is they've got all this stuff written and, you know, ready to go. Yeah. I'm anticipating that that's what it is. You know, the writers are, the writers, well, in that particular case, that these guys have gotten these stories, because you got to figure, like, this story, this book has to be done, like, two or three months out. Yeah. It, it's not like they're writing Camelot 3000. <laughs> Hopefully you know? we won't be hitting a lot of delays now. We'll have had time to catch up on ourselves. And Oh, right. I was going to say, I mean, it's, we're not waiting for issue 11 for, like, you know, 17 years. Yeah. Um, or it's not going to be cacophony while we're still waiting for issue four. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Smith. <laughs> With uh, last year, around the time that we first opened, we had a book by David Aja and oh, who was the writer? I can't think of it. And Oh, it was Anne uh, Nascenti. Yeah. The two of them were working on this book together for Dark Horse called The Seeds. And uh, they put out two issues, and issue three has been delayed, 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 delayed. And they swear it's coming, so maybe we'll finally see uh, issue three there. You know, it's funny. I, I've always thought that uh, the, the guys that you would find the problems with are the guys who are painting their books. Kieran Gillen, uh -huh. I've, I've anticipated forever that there's going to be a problem with her books. Uh -huh. But nothing. They, they bang right out, bang right out, bang right out. But like, like it's like um, Kingdom Come. When Kingdom Come came out, yeah, I anticipated huge, huge delays with that because Alex Ross is so meticulous with everything he does. Yeah. But it was a monthly book. Really? It, just, it slammed. Uh, he must have. He must have either a painted this stuff months in advance, had the yeah. storyline months in advance so he could have painted it all, or he's just that fast and that good. Had some and terrible he, carpal tunnel, man. And if he is, I hate him for life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all that talent in one person? Yes. He should live forever. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so... How about you? What was your gateway book? You never get to ask that question, do you? My gateway book, I was obsessed with Simpsons comics. That was really, that was my first comic book. My mom bought okay. me, I want to say, Bartman number one, or Radioactive okay. Man number one, from, I think, I don't know, the Freehold Mall. I don't think Zap Comics was in there yet, but there was some store in the Freehold Mall. Okay. In the early 90s, and I got Radioactive Man number one from there. Cool. Cool. And from there, I went on and read those. I read Simpsons all the time. My dad would take Justin and I to MC Comics in Old Bridge. And uh, we would get Simpsons Comics and Futurama Comics. Is that the place that was off 18? Yes. Okay, so the, by the, the, guy, the guy who did the blade shopping and everything? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It felt like every time we went there, the, uh, the building was different. They'd have yeah. more building or they'd have less building or they were the whole bottom half or they were, it was, it was always a, an experience to see how much store was going to be there when we got there finally. 
we, I used to drive, we used to drive by there and I'd be like, you know, I got to stop there. Cause that was the, the closest thing to a comic shop I had seen around here ever other than yeah. going down to Red Bank. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so I would read a lot of Simpsons and then, uh, I gradually, we got into the astonishing X-Men, Joss Whedon's run. The two that was, were that obsessed was, with that. Some beautiful stuff. I got yeah. issue one, I got issues one and two of that. And then I went and had hip surgery and oh. that was, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> then who knows what happens? Well, no, what happened, what happened was by the time I, by the time I got out of the hospital and, you know, got back to where I could walk around, Whedon had left yeah. the book. Cassidy was still, I think he was still drawing it, but he wasn't inking it anymore. Somebody else was inking it. It just didn't look the same. Yeah. And the script was kind of, eh. No, it fell after that. I, I didn't follow it much further. I followed it for, I think it trade more and I don't remember what happens in that even. Yeah. But uh, Whedon's run on it was, it it's what got me, I would say, into more modern Marvel. Between that and then uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis's New Avengers. It's yeah. all from like that same era. And then The Runaways. That was my like three big books that I was obsessed wasn't, with. As a wasn't kid. that amazing? That was an amazing storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so out there. You know, and I was so, when I saw that, what, how do you feel about the, um, the fact that they're taking comic books now, these comic books, and adapting them onto television and actually being true to the book? As opposed with, to some of the things that they've done in the past where they haven't been true to the stories. Yeah. With the runaways, because I hold that one so dear and it was, it's a series that still only had a couple hundred issues, even right now, you know, it's such a, it's still a newer team. They're newer mm -hmm. characters. And I think that the show did justice to the spirit of the team, but I don't right. think that it's a true adaptation Mm -hmm. And they missed some spots that I really would have loved to see them keep. But I do think it's like a spiritual, it, it was done well. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can get away. I, I've just watched that. I didn't have Hulu. So I've uh -huh. just been watching that. And I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Because mm -hmm. I, the characters, for the most part, I think they got pretty well. I yeah. just, there's some stuff that's kind of, eh. I, I think they could have done a little better in some places, but yeah, you know, it's, it was Hulu and Hulu was just getting into the foray of that. So yeah, for sure. I think, I think if Netflix had gotten a hold of it, it would have been a whole lot better. I think so too. <laughs> I really do. I don't know what the difference is, but it seems like they really, and all that said, I, I'm a big Daredevil fan. I got into Daredevil, believe it or not, through the horrible Ben Affleck movie. I love that movie. Yeah. And that got me to be a fan of Guilty Daredevil. Pleasures. Yeah, Guilty exactly. Pleasures. Yeah, exactly. And from then, you know, like watching that Netflix show, that was incredible. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, I think they could have done so much more with the runaways on Netflix if they had the time. Yeah, sure. Um, it's all about, it's money. It's money and production yeah. values. Um, Charlie Cox playing Daredevil was a big difference. You know, if they got somebody similar to, to Ben Affleck, I uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is he's he is Daredevil. He's Matt Murdock. He's both of them. He's he really did encapsulate that role. That is something that um, I you'll be getting shortly. 
uh, Inferno Hell's Kitchen one. Yeah. I, I, no, I think you already got that. I said that to you already. Yes, just the other day. Um, yeah. They Chip Zdarsky really captured not only that old style of Daredevil, that, that Miller style of Daredevil, uh-huh. but that that Charlie Cox, what Charlie Cox brought to it with yeah. the with the you know the black mask and the kind of self-loathing that he had for himself because that's kind of what was whole thing whole thing about the character was that Ditko at one point tried to bring out in the character way mm-hmm. back when was that he hated the fact that he couldn't save his dad and he's trying to save Hill's Hill's Kitchen the same way and he just can't do it yeah as much as he wants to and especially now after all the stuff all the stuff that he's done you see that you know you, you're actually getting that coming across in the writing and the artwork is so glorious it's kind of it's it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool for me to see chip zadarsky be so versatile as a writer too because he i love his stupid humor books i've loved his run on howard the duck he works together with Matt Fraction on a book called Sex Criminals that is ridiculous and out there. I've read a couple solo things he's done for himself, like Captara and I'm trying to think of another. But like he always, he is such an absurd writer most of mm-hmm. the time and that he can do something so grounded and like his run on Daredevil is incredible to me. Yeah. I mean, this is just, this is the first thing I picked up by him. And I just floored i'm absolutely floored by it yeah um because it's i picked it up i'm reading it and it brings me right back to the beginning of miller's run mm-hmm. on daredevil that's how viscerally it hit me it yeah it's a gut punch and um it, it was it was just glory the story itself is glorious um so yeah i'm i'm really impressed by that but, uh, wow. <laughs> I am really excited that he keeps going, too. Yeah. It doesn't seem like Marvel's going to pull the old, you know, you know, 12 issues not. and done. Or, you know. Well, they have a breathe. habit of doing that. Yeah. They have a habit of doing that. Yeah. So, you know, this, when we talked about doing this, uh, there was so much stuff I wanted to, you know, wanted to talk about. We're going to have to do a bunch of these because there's, there's so much yeah. stuff out so many things I can, you know. As soon as we get back to normal, I'd like to do one in person. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, you know, the whole, you know, who was Jim Shooter and, you know, why the hell do we care? You know, <laughs> <laughs> when Jim Shooter started writing like the Legion of Superheroes and Mike Grell was drawing it. And who's Mike Grell and why the hell do we care? <laughs> we would love to have you be our, uh, our, our historian. How's that, John? We'll give you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. You know, there's, like I said, there's so much, so much stuff out there. Yeah. Um, so many credible things that hopefully will come back into print you know, as graphic novels, as collected stories. I mean, it took them, 30, it took Marvel 30 years to put the Kree Scroll War into print. Uh-huh. And today, that would have been put into print like six weeks after they finished the story. Yeah. You know? 30 years and that was the beginning of about two thirds of the stuff that's gone on in the Marvel universe since then. So 
because that was the beginning of Captain Marvel. It was Carol Danvers. It was, you know, um, it gave new life to Rick Jones and it's the world. There's a lot of really great reprints coming down the pipeline too. I just yeah, looked in the new previews catalog and they have a Forever People omnibus coming out. And I it's thought of you. It's yeah. about time. Jack I'm Kirby really excited to check that out. And they need to do, they need to, I hope they include it in, the, in that, the crossovers with Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. That was, that was some of the, fi- the, the, some of the most fun that you had. It was Jimmy Olsen, the Newsboy Legion, and, and Superman meeting up with the Forever People. It was glorious. Uh-huh. And then, um, God, more and more and more stuff. <laughs> yeah. All my yesterdays. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) So what else? What, what can I tell you now? (laughs) Well, I think that brings us to the end for today. Okay. And we love, we honestly, I loved having you on and I hope that we can do this. We'll do this pretty regularly. Good. Good. Every couple of people I'll be like, John, come tell me about a book, please. Cause you really have the, uh, I'll tell you what, this week's recommendation, if you There can, we go. I was going to say, yeah, you got a recommendation for us. Go. I, I have two because I just sat down and reread American Flag, the graphic novel. It was the, okay. first four, the first four collected issues of American Flag written and drawn by Howie Chaikin. Now, this was by far the most insane take on it, anything. America is for commercial. Everything's run by the corporations. But they're blatant about it. Uh-huh. Okay? To the point where um, everything, the, the police are owned by the corporations. They have this hero, Randall Flagg. Now, Randall Flagg, though, that's scary because Randall Flagg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's different different but anyway okay. flag, the whole thing about flag is flag is a cop for uh-huh. americorp and he's good they wear this it, it's really 80s style huge super lapels and everything's leather and um half the advertisements are done in bondage and half naked and it's <laughs> it's just it's all it's really twisted uh-huh. But it's it's typically over the top indie type comics. It's first comics. Mm-hmm. So if you can find it, and I, I don't know who's putting it. Who's who would you be able to get this from at this point? As far as a distributor, um, I'm sure that somebody still got it in print. Yeah. But whoever bought first comics in their their library, because this is worth a read for anybody who really values great writing. American flag. American flag. I'll actually, I'll bring, when, I, when the store, if, well, when I can, when I go downstairs to my basement, my, my hovel, <laughs> I think I'll be precious. <laughs> um, I'll bring it up to the store when things calm down. Yeah. And uh, take, a, take a breeze through it. Yeah. Um, the second one for, those of us who are more 
closer closer to uh, closer to the the timeline, especially since starting tomorrow night, Crisis is being rebroadcast by the CW. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow night they're broadcasting Supergirl. They're rebroadcasting them in order. So Supergirl, Batwoman tomorrow night. Uh, Wednesday night, The Flash. Thursday night is um, Arrow and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I recommend, wholeheartedly recommend sitting down and, re and reading Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just because you can't get better writing at the time than Marv Wolfman and George Perez is one of my five favorite artists of all time. That him, Marshall Rogers, Jim Starlin, Bill Sienkiewicz, and the King. And the King. Jack Kirby. <laughs> well, awesome, John. Everybody, you, really, that is like an essential that should be on most people's list, Crisis on Infinite should Earths. Be. So that's like your, uh, you know, mainstream essential and then your indie essential, American flag. Yes. All right, that's awesome. Thank you, John, very much for your time Thank today. You. Thank and, you for uh, having me. Hopefully, things will be back to normal soon. You stay well, stay healthy, you as well. stay sane. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you in the shop soon. Thank you, John. Hopefully, things will be open. Thank you, sir. Thank you again, John, for sitting down with us. And we hope to hear back from you soon. And Doug, I think that brings us into our second song. Do you want to shout that out? Our second song is another cover. This one is by a band called Great Big C. And this is a cover of End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Last week it starts with an earthquake Birds, snakes, and aeroplanes yeah. Lenny Bruce is not afraid I have a hurricane, listen to yourself Turn worlds into its own means Dummy, save your own mid Speed it up and not speed Got no speed, the ladder starts to clatter With the fear of fight down Like fire in a fire Represent the southern gang From the government for hire In a combat site Lester Wilson coming in a hurry With the fury speeding down your neck Team reporters got the Trump get the round, look at that low plane, fine, then uh oh, overflow, population corner, blue blood, it'll lose, leave yourself, leave yourself, a world, in your own, listen to your heart, tell me that the veteran and the reverend with the right, you patriotic, patriotic, slam, fight, right, I'm feeling pretty psyched, it's the end of the world as we know it, it's the end of the world as we know it, it's the end of the world as we know it, I feel fine. Now it's fresh and murray, turn, listen to yourself, journal, like a mini uniform, a book of burning butter, let me every motor, let's come in, not a motor, city rate, not a motor, but I get a pep, down, step down, watch your heel, crush, crush, up, all this speed, no fear, cavalier, renegade, steer, clear, turn them in, a turn them in, a turn them in, a fly, you offer the solution, but not from the alternative, and I decline, it's the end of the world as we know it, it's the end of the world as we know it, it's the end of the world as we know it, I feel It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. The other night I took the fine, got her nail to the fine, now I'm playing in a line. 
with the attic slam put left and right. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. Oh, it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel And that was End of the World as We Know It by Great Big C, and it's Great Big C-S-E-A. Like ocean. Like water, the sea. Like water. Shut up! (laughs) Do not call me in. Shut up, I did not say that. I lived in in Philly for three years, Doug. I think I picked it up there. I definitely did not say water my whole life. Uh, Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Philly. I miss y'all in Philly. All right, Caitlin. So what else we got for this week? I think we um, should maybe talk about my cues. You got more cues? Case cues. Case got cues. I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was like a few weeks ago when we were doing last month's um last month's book club book maybe okay I don't remember why I did it because I had the physical copy but I was reading it on my phone um because when I have it on my phone you know how when you scroll you could do each individual panel and it goes in order yeah. So my question is, I guess, I'm like, is there a rhyme or reason to how to read the panels? Because I've noticed that some books are your typical left to right, top to bottom. But some other books, I feel like if the panels aren't, you know, set perfectly in squares, like it kind of goes a little bit out of order. So I'm not sure. Like, you ever read it and then have to reread it because you're like, fuck, I definitely read that panel wrong or before another panel yeah for sure sometimes they can be a little tricky you're always going to read basically from your left to your right you're going to read the topmost, mm-hmm. and then like kind of try to follow that down left to right so do- i'm trying to find i have a book alongside me right now i have space riders volume two I'm trying to find, like, a good example of, like, maybe a page that's a little messy. Yeah. That might be a little bit more confusing. Like, if it was... Yeah, I'm open... If it was, like, a standalone page, what did we call that? We specified that... You're a... talking, like, a... Like a, like a splash page? A splash like page. A, you, know, you have, like, a center... Yes. If it was, like, a splash page, and there's really no panel, per se, because it's all one big panel, and yeah. then there's, like, word bubbles all over the place... You know, most books, if they if they're properly lettered and laid out, you should be able to follow it left to right. I know that there are some that are like maybe a little trickier. But yeah, you would just follow left to right from top to bottom and just try to like track because sometimes you have to go left to right and then you even go all the way back to the left again. You know? Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like if you're reading a page and you're like. I read this, but you're like that. I can't. That can't be right. Like that doesn't make sense. How I, have, I how I read that. So then you have to figure out kind of 
how the flow of the conversation's going. Yeah, that's the general rule for like um, any. I guess you want to say like maybe Western comics. Western. Know? Oh yeah, because you said versus manga is yeah, like, is the opposite. Listen to you going manga. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I know things. Manga would be read uh, in, I guess I reverse to us. It's like how an, even from an Australian uh, toilet runs the other way. It's exactly like <laughs> an Australian toilet runs the other way. It's exactly like that. Anyway, what were you we talking about? Oh, well, we got some shop stuff to address. Okay, we can go into that. yeah, let's hop off the. That disaster I just created for us. Um, all right, go ahead. What, what's what's going on with the We're shop? We have some special deals going on at the shop. I want to clear out all of our collection bins. We have a bunch of sets that are built up. I know I have Martian Manhunter 1 through 12. I have Deceased, the complete series. I have a ton of great series sets that we have completely set up. All the issues, all together. If you pay attention to our Facebook and Instagram... We're going to be having them for 25% off. So get some great deals. Are you going to do like a list? Are you going to show like a list with maybe pictures of what you have? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. So we have a ton of sets that I built together. Right? We have from Marvel to DC to indie books. We have a ton of great indie series also. So we have that going on. And we'll be able to offer curbside pickup or delivery or shipping. So if you're into any of that, you know contact us on all those socials what if you're into none of that (laughs) (laughs) well we also have our book club our book club meeting is this friday oh my god is it really yeah dude hope you read that book middle west volume one by scotty young i totally did or by the time this airs i totally have or by then hopefully well it's, it's honestly it's not too late to jump in we're meeting this friday digitally via zoom if you guys are quarantining yeah, let us know. I can. I, you can order a book through us. It's also available on Hoopla. It's also been available in single issues for a couple months now. So you maybe already are reading it and you want to join in and conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, this is. We would be more than welcome to have you. This is one through six, right? Yes. One through six. Yeah, the first volume of uh, Middle West, one through six. And Doug, what time are we? Uh, what time are we meeting on Friday? Should be meeting at seven o'clock. Seven p.m. The last Friday at seven o'clock. That's when book club happens. Consistency. Right? I love it. Yeah, man. Um, also, you wanted to mention uh, Diamond, right? Diamond coming. Yes, Diamond has announced this week that they are going to start redistributing books uh, in middle of May. So we will hopefully have some new books coming in soon. I know that in New Jersey, our quarantine is until, or our shelter in place and all that kind of stuff goes on until May 15th here. So it looks like maybe we'll have some books in time to be reopening, hopefully. I mean, this is all being said, you know, under the... Under the understanding that that everything (sighs) is going to be, like, fine and, and stay the course for as is. Obviously, as of this recording, obviously tomorrow or in the next hour, things could change and we could only update you, you know, as quickly as we can, (laughs) but we will, we'll let you know if anything changes. Yes, absolutely. So as of right now, we will be hopefully having some new books coming in in the middle of May. Yeah. uh, Speaking. Uh, Otherwise, 
a really cool thing that's going on that I really love so much. Tell us. Is there have been a ton of indie publishers that are stepping up. I know two that I've been taking to, you know, that I've been taking to reading right now. Black Mask Studios and TKO are both offering through their websites that if you order anything, any books through them, they will send 50% of the um, of the sale to a local comic shop that you shout out. So um, that's been a great, great, great thing that they're doing. I think that that's incredible. It will not be forgotten that they're offering to share sales with stores while they're not available to be open. For sure. I picked up quite a few books from Black Mask. I picked up um, Volume 1 of Space Riders, which I sent to you. Yes. I don't know if you got a chance to crack it yet. I did. I love this series. So I ordered, the other day, I ordered Volume 2, and I ordered, um, I know you read and you lent to me, We Can Never Go Back. Is that what it's called? Uh, I believe so. Yes. So he wrote another book with them called Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, and I ordered that because I've been meaning to read that for ages mm-hmm. now. So I was excited to get that one. I gave that to Justin first, so I'm waiting for him to read it. And then he'll give that back to me. We'll swap for Space Riders. Yeah. Honestly, but, Space Riders is dope. I haven't really gone through all of it just yet. Um, but I love it just on the artwork alone. It's so it's much fun. So it's beautiful. Cool. It's, it's like, it's the trippiest thing I've ever read. It's like, I don't know, Jack Kirby on acid. Yeah. It's, it's so, so cool. I like. It's, it didn't even matter what page. I literally just cracked a page to show somebody the other day, and I was like, look how dope this is. Like, I was so excited to, <laughs> to read the first volume that I, like, I was literally ordering volume two as I'm, like, finishing volume one. I'm like, I should have just bought this all in one shot. It's oh, for sure. Speaking of <laughs> um, stuff that's coming out and going online and your shop, because I'm assuming when you're talking about Black Mask and TKO, we're hoping that if you if you do buy from them, that uh, you mention the geekery when you're when you're checking out. Not a sales pitch from yeah. Doug, from me. Just you know, if you're if it's your shop, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, if you uh, shout out any of your you know your favorite local indie shops, local comic shops, it's such 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 a cool thing. TKO also does something really interesting. Hmm. They are um, all of their series are done, like they're all mini series. Mm-hmm. So there are six issues in most cases, and you can buy them in one of two ways. You can buy the six issues single in like a box, or you can buy the trade paperback version. Mm-hmm. I think that's such an interesting way to release. Like they've never they never released issue one and then you wait a month and get issue two. It's always a done series. Okay. But it's like such an interesting way to approach. So for the single issues, though, would people prefer that because there's just different artwork, like the variants and stuff on the covers? No, it's just, um, I guess, a different way to consume it. You know, hmm. uh, some people truly prefer floppy single issues okay. over trade paperbacks. I myself prefer trade paperbacks. I think that it's, you know, such an easier way to binge a book or whatever. And then... I kind of like that I can easily share it with, you know. Yeah, you're not like, here's six issues. (laughs) Yeah, I threw that book in the mail for you the other day. (laughs) Like, it's... We get it, Doug. easier for me. You're great. You send me stuff. Whatever. Anyway. So, other ways to support the store while we're not open. 
if you are interested in partaking in ENIAC from Bad Idea, we are the exclusive retailer for Bad Idea in New Jersey. And if you go to whereisbadidea.com and you select your area, you know, all that good stuff, it'll give you information on how to contact us to pre-order the book. The pre-order has um, changed. It was supposed to come out in the er- in early May. They've mm-hmm. shifted things around. But they're still um, going to be releasing ENIAC, and we are the exclusive retailer as of right now for New Jersey. Yeah, and you could do the, just the first issue, but I noticed online when I was doing mine that you could also do the first few as well. So yeah. you could just straight up pre-order just one if you wanted, or if you want to be first in line for all of those issues, you could do that too. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this. I'm like... I'm a little confused about it. I mean, I guess Bad Idea is going to contact you and let you know how many pre-orders there are. Yeah, I would imagine so. We've gotten so many in the store. It's been really cool. Oh, awesome. Everybody's into this idea, you know? Yeah. It's very new and different. All right, so I guess that brings us to the end of the show, Kaylin. Yes, it does. If anyone listening, you want to contact us, you can send us an email at... uh, Geek, at the geekery radio hour at gmail.com I think it we will gladly read any listener questions or or if you have any comments uh, or as always any viewing suggestions please please pass them along my way questions comments concerns yeah or or, or tweet at us either tweet way at us. however you want to contact us we slide into our DMs <laughs> do people still say that so I don't think so. Slide into my DMs. You sound old, Kim. Uh, well, I am. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, what? I want to, before we wrap up, sure. I want to give a quick shout out to some uh, podcasts that I'm digging right now. Shout it out. Okay. I'm going to. Right you now. have to do it out loud, Doug. You have to say it yeah. verbally so we can hear it. Doing it right now. Uh, you can listen to uh, two friends of the shop, Joe Donnelly, great friend over here, local. He has a show called Nerdcaster, where they talk about video games, movies, TV, pop culture stuff, comics, you name it. Yeah, I've listened to a few they episodes. I really like their show. Great group of guys. And that's a compliment, because I don't really like anybody. Oh, <laughs> seal of approval. <laughs> and, uh... How about our other friend George in Philadelphia, George? We'll give a shout out to Best Little Horror Show in Philly, a great horror movie podcast. Yes, they have guests come on and talk about what their they think is the best horror movie ever made, and and it's like they just this week they someone went on and did Paranorman. Oh my god! So it is. All over the place. Oh, for sure. Movies. For sure. <laughs> there is no... Uh... <laughs> and I love it because I'm all like, I went and I listened to all the horror movies that I like. Because I'm not like a huge horror movie person. It's not that I yeah. I haven't seen stuff or that I won't watch stuff. It's just that it's not my go-to when I'm looking for things to watch. Except, mm-hmm. except for a few exceptions. More specifically, the Scream franchise, which I love... I'll watch that movie any time of year, any time, like literally perfect. Um, Cabin in the Woods, which I love, which was on there too. 
Um, the thing I think they did, which is like a weird one that I love secretly, but um, <laughs> there's like a, it's all over the place, but it's fun to listen to other people like defend these horror movies. And then like George is really good about breaking down um, like just all of the information. You know what I mean? Like all the neat little tidbits here and there about the movie. Yeah. It's a very fun show. Yeah. So I love listening to people talk passionately about stuff that they're into. For sure. So yeah, give them both a listen. Uh, we have Nerdcaster and what was George's again? The best little horror show in Philly. That's it. I said it right. You got it. Yes. You said it right. I know. I always like, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to fumble it somehow. I'm like the best. I almost corrected Sorry, you <laughs> because I was like, isn't it the best little horror shop in Philly? And I was like, duh, that wouldn't make any sense. I'm a dummy. The best little horror house in Philly. That's what it is. We did say it wrong. I I don't know. I feel like I always say God it wrong. God damn it. So sorry, George. We still love you. Sorry, George. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Doug, why don't you tell them where we could find the shop? Well, you can find the shop, once we're allowed to be open again, at 133A Main Street in Madwan, New Jersey. Holla. Uh, where else can you find the shop? At the Geekery NJ across all social media. Sick. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Cool. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> um, where can we find you? I have been at Dumplestiltskin. And I've been at K underscore O. And before we go, I just, I feel like we have to nip this in the bud. Gotta give a shout out to our parents. Yes. Without a doubt. They're pain in the asses, but uh, my my dad Tony really keeps harassing me to uh, mention him on the show. So hey, dad, <laughs> how are you? I love you. Thank you for listening. Yes, and a big shout out to my mother Maureen. I love you. You're awesome. What else did you say, Galen? Pain in the ass. No, I'm not doing that one. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> and your mom's not a pain in the ass. She's awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. And thank you to everyone who listens also. Yeah. You made it through another episode. Congratulations. <laughs> I know it was hard. Please listen to the next one. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.